0: Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, this morning that we gather together in this place, in the sanctuary, Lord, to worship you and to listen to you. Father, we ask that you speak to us and we ask for your spirit to speak to us as well and to convict our hearts, um, Lord, to walk in your ways and walk in in the way, Lord, that you will establish in our lives. Lord, we thank you. We pray and ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, This morning, I'd like to uh, share with us from the book of Matthew, chapter 25, uh, verses 14 to 30. And the title of my sermon this morning is uh, Faithful with What We Have. Each of us have something from the Lord that he has given to us, and we are to be faithful with what he has given to us. Uh, let's uh, read from Matthew chapter 25, verses uh, 14 to 30. All right, shall we uh, read together? For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. Likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled counts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you have delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I will have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him, and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone, everyone who has more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, the Lord has given to each of us something of value that we can handle so that we can contribute uh, into the kingdom of God. Uh, in, this, in this parable, there was a mention of talents that were given to the servants. Now, what is a talent? Uh, talent is not what we know today. As a talent, talent. Uh, perhaps you guys have heard of talent time shows. Uh, America's Got Talent. Malaysia, no more, right? No more talent. <laughs> Malaysia, Malaysia's Got Talent, right? No, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, all these are display of talents and uh, of course we know most of them are about singing or performance or acrobatic dance and everything. But the word itself, talent here, when we, when we, when we talk about talent, is something even, uh, it's a, is, is, is a financial word, right? Now a talent is equivalent to 6,000 denarii. A denarii is another uh, financial uh, figure Now, one denarii is a day's wages. I'm not sure today what is the day's wages, uh, but, but one denarii is a day's wages and one talent is 6,000 denarii. So meaning, uh, one talent is equivalent to about 16 years of day wages, uh, which is a long time, right? Uh, and and if, you, if you compute it into, into uh, money, it is a lot of money. Right. So in this story of the parable, the master has has um, given responsibility to his servants to a very valuable um, item of his. Right. Although it's only mentioned one talent, but what that one talent is equivalent to a vast sum. Of money, And not only that, he didn't only give just one talent, but to one of them he gave how many talents? Five, right? Five talents, which is equivalent to uh, 80 years wages, right? And that's a lot, right? Another two and to another one. So the parable reminds us that the Lord has given to each of us something of value that we can use and for the kingdom of God that we can contribute to the kingdom of God Uh, he the Lord in the parable Jesus uses talent to denote that it is something valuable that the Lord has given to us Uh, when we look at our own lives and we perhaps it won't be uh, quickly identified what are these things of value that the Lord has given to our lives right Uh, but let me, let me help you, right? It's not only financial things. Some of you may be financially capable of giving into the kingdom of God, and that is great. But it's not only things that are tangible, uh, but it's also things like our character, right? These are things of value uh, that can be used to contribute to the kingdom of God. Uh, it can be wisdom. Now, wisdom is one thing that can contribute to the kingdom of God as well. Uh, leadership, leadership is also uh, one of the things that can be used. Uh, talents, like uh, talents are talents, perhaps in dancing or in instruments or in singing, or in speaking. Uh, these are talents and gift things, gift things uh, that we have that the Lord has given to us. Uh, all these things are of value, and they are. It um, can't be measured by. Money, right? How do you value your character? You can't say that it is worth a million ringgit, can you? Right? Or how how can you value uh, um, your wisdom? It can't be valued, right? But it is indeed very valuable uh, to to everyone. And each of us have something that the Lord has given to us. Now, for me. Um, there are some attributes in my character that others have that that I do not have, right? So one of it is uh, patience. Now, patience is something that uh, that I need to learn, Um, and and it is sometimes in short supply. Uh, So especially when I'm driving on the road, I can be quite impatient, right? But for some of my brown sisters here that I know, they're very patient. They were very patient people, and they can spend time listening to someone uh, talking about their own life or complaining about things in their life, and and they will still uh, be very gentle, be very patient with the person. Now, for me, sometimes I would get very uh, quickly, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I just want to say, okay, uh, why don't you do this, do this, do this, do this, right? Right? Uh, That is is not my strong point in my own character. But some of you have that. And it's very valuable, especially to someone like me, uh, because I can learn from you how to be patient, right? And wisdom as well. Wisdom is one of the valuable things uh, to the kingdom of God. Wisdom. I regularly speak to uh, my worship leaders, because I, I find their, their, their wisdom, their, their advice to me very valuable, <laughs> especially when I have to make decisions sometimes. Uh, a lot of times when I have, I have something in my mind that I want to do, right, I will, I will throw it to them and say, uh, this is what I want to do. And a lot of times I write very long messages uh, to them. Uh, this is what I want, intend to do for the worship team or for this year or for other, And... And uh, sometimes it will take them a while to reply me because I believe they are praying over their, their answer. Uh, and always, but they will always reply me. And can I can tell you, um, f- probably three out of five times, once they've replied me, whatever, whatever plans that I have, right, I will just put it back into the shelf and say, okay, uh, it's not time. It's not time for me to do it. Because their wisdom, their advice speaks to me, right, and it helps me to decide uh, what is the direction that the Lord wants to take for the ministry. And in the same way, for all of you, I believe that uh, there is that part of you that you can, uh, the Lord has given to you that is so valuable, uh, that can contribute uh, to His kingdom and that you can use uh, to bless not only your loved ones but also bless those who are in the church, uh, your cell group, your, your ministry friends, or even your friends in, in church, and to those uh, outside of the church as well. It all works together to contribute to the kingdom of God, right? The uh, second thing is uh, the Lord knows that uh, what we are capable of and he has given to us according to our own ability. Now in the parable itself, uh, you realize that the, the master uh, gave differently to each of his servants, right? Five, two, and one. And, and, and it also mentioned in verse 15, uh, if we go back to the Bible, uh, he says here, And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. Now, who decides what ability uh, does the servants have uh, in this story? It is the master, right? The master was the one who, who decided, okay, one is able to handle five, one is able to handle two, one is able to handle one. And in the same way in our own life, um, it is God who has given to us something that we can handle, right? And he knows that we are able to handle it in our own life. Some of us he has given more, some of us he has given uh, uh, a, a little less than that. Right. but to each of us the Lord knows what we are able to handle right. um, and, and every assignment that the Lord has given to us right, will either stretch or compress us right. um, and, and there is nothing that the Lord gives to us that will be easy lah. Right. Um, because it is meant to stretch us it is meant to compress us, right? For those um, who have been given more, uh, sometimes the Lord wants to stretch us, right? He wants to see whether we're able to handle more things in our life, uh, to handle more responsibilities in His kingdom. Uh, for, for those who has been given less, when I consider it right sometimes the Lord gives us less right it's not because he doesn't think we have the ability, but sometimes the Lord gives us less because He wants to compress us right he wants to he wants to um, he wants to know our heart and and it's not just about ability right um, in my own journey in in You know, in serving for the Lord. Do you know what was my first assignment uh, in church? No? Okay. Right. Anyone has any guesses? What was my first assignment in church? This was like uh, almost 20 years ago, right? No, right? Connie says guitar. No. No. Nothing so fancy. Right. Any idea? Right. Okay. i just let you know, huh? My first assignment is arranging chairs, right? That was my first assignment in the church. And, um, and I remember I was trained by the best, lah, you know, uh, people like Philip and Pastor Margaret and Jerry, you know, uh, and they were very strict, they were very strict, right? Uh, arranging chairs, you... When we think about arranging chairs, right? You will think, oh, very easy lah. Just arrange lah, right? Like how many, uh, how many rows, how many, how many seats, uh, how many chairs in each row, and that's it, right? No, you know my my boss that time, Philip. He says when you arrange chairs, it has to be in line, right? Um, you follow one line. W- what is your point of reference, right? Uh, perhaps uh, in this in this church here, the point of reference is the church, uh, is the cross lah, right? That's the center. Right, So all the chairs must be aligned to the cross. That should be the centre. right? Or you can use the tiles là, on the floor. Okay, so that's just one line. So what about the chairs next to it? How do you arrange it? Now, these IKEA chairs right, are very easy to arrange. We used to have the other, the, the plastic ones, which is curved, right? So how do you arrange curved chairs Side by side. Oh. So we use Philip's finger, right? So Philip will say, okay, you put your chair here, and then you leave one finger next to each other, right? And then that's the gap. And then to the next chair and to the next chair. And on and on and on you go, right, from one row to another. And, um, and that was the assignment. That was what I needed to do and and you know you you look at the rest of your brothers and sisters there, or some of them are serving as ushers, and some of them are serving in the worship team and everything and here you are arranging chairs (laughs) and uh, a lot of times no one says thank you to arranging chairs, right? Right? (laughs) Not that I mind (laughs) but like you know, like, wow, worship, worship is very good. now, wow, you know, thank you for the worship today. Or, preaching is very good. Thank you for the preaching today, you know. Or, thank you for your hospitality. But, you seldom hear, like, oh, thank you for arranging chairs. <laughs> right? It's true. It's true, right? I mean, not, not that I mind or anything. But, it, it, it compresses you. You know, it, it, the Lord challenges your character and asks you, why are you doing this, right? Why are you serving? Why, why did you ask to serve? Is it because you want to show off? You, know, you want to be in the limelight? Or is it because of something else? So sometimes when the Lord gives us a little thing, a little bit to do, right? It's not because He's not uh, He's not sure of our ability to do something bigger. But sometimes the Lord gives us only little things because He wants to He wants to work on our character. He wants to put us in a position where we feel we are humble, where we feel that, um, you know, we're not that great, that it is truly uh, something that we need to work with in our life, right? And I found this uh, very helpful in my journey uh, as a Christian, right? And I love arranging chairs, even today, even up to today, some, on Sundays I come early, I arrange the chairs, right? Because that's something that I learn, that I love, that I know uh, it is one way that I can bless the Lord and bless His kingdom. And, and so sometimes the Lord gives us little, not because we don't have the ability, but sometimes it's to, to work on our character, and uh, And the Lord also gives us many things to do as well, like for the for the servant who has given five um, and it is a very big assignment and it stretches us it stretches our 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 ability it stretches uh, what we know how to do it stretches um, what we have experienced previously it stretches um, what we have learned previously, it stretches all the experience that we have. And being stretched is also one way that the Lord can work on our character as well. Because when we're stretched, you realise that you are at the end of your strength. When we stretch, you realise that you're at the end of your wisdom. When you stretch, you realise that you're at the end of your experience and all that you have and all that you know, right, just is not enough to help you accomplish the assignment, right? And at that point, what do you do, right? There's only two options, right? If the the assignment is too great, if the assignment demands a lot from you, there's only two things that you will naturally do. One is you give up, right? Oh, I don't want to do a, you know, this ministry is too tough. Uh, I can't work with the people in this ministry. You know, they, they cannot flow with me. I cannot flow with them. We are not in one spirit. You know, sometimes we are being very, we can be very, very religious in our, in our excuses. Like we cannot flow in one spirit, you know. Uh, and and we, we give up. We abandon the assignment. Um, For this particular servant, interestingly, it was the one who received one who gave up, right? But we know in our own experience, sometimes when we're given big responsibilities, right, we give up. The smaller ones, yeah, we can handle because we know we can handle it with our own strength. But the big ones demand us to be stretched further. Right. So the first response is that we will give up. We'll say, um, it is not time, Law, you know, or I have not heard from the Lord, Lord. law. <laughs> right. uh, um, and we abandon it. Or the second option that we can take is we cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, this this assignment demands so much from me. This assignment is something that I cannot handle by myself. And at that point, when we are being stretched, when we cry out to the Lord, it is when we do not rely anymore on our own strength. And we rely on the Lord to help us. Lord, deliver us. Lord, I need your spirit. Lord, I need your strength. I'm weak. I cannot do this assignment. But, but, it is the Lord who has given us that assignment and he knows what we are capable of. But only when we are willing to say, Lord, I am unable, but you know what I'm capable of. Help me with your spirit, with your strength to do what uh, you have asked me to do. So do not rely on your own strength and ask the Lord for help. Right, And do not envy what others have, right? Uh, all the gifts that God has given has potential to produce fruit, right? Whether it's one talent or whether it's two talents, whether it's five talents, all of it have a, um, a, a potential to produce fruit, right? Because all of it is valuable, right? And in the kingdom of God, because it is uh, it is in the kingdom of God, anything that the Lord gives us is able to multiply, is able to become fruitful, is able to be used um, to grow, right? Now, because these gifts has potential to produce fruits, uh, producing fruits, right, also has uh, two, two, uh, two things that can happen, right? The first is, if we are faithful to focus our investment for the lord then we will produce fruits for god's kingdom right producing fruits also is dependent on what is our focus you know um where are we investing our gifts where are we investing our talents right if we invest it by focusing on the lord and saying lord i'm going to invest this uh into your kingdom, I'm going to do this because of you, then that fruit itself will produce fruits for the kingdom of God. Right. In the story of the parable, uh, they, the servants who received the talents, they invested it, right? But the investment is not for themselves or not, right? It was invested for their master. They traded it so that in return, they can give everything back to their master and say, Master, this is what you have given to me and I have worked on it and it has produced fruits and this is the fruits for you, not for me. So in the same way, when the Lord uh, has given us something of value in our life, um, how we use it will determine whether it will contribute to God's kingdom or not. If our focus is for the Lord, if what we do is for His glory, if what we do is um, for His name, then it will produce lasting fruits for His kingdom. Right? Uh, conversely, if our focus is for our own interests, um, then the gifts will be wasted and we miss out on the opportunity. To contribute to God's kingdom, right uh, with any gifts, with any talents, with anything that we have, wisdom, character, leadership, right the choice is ours, whether we want to use it uh, for 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 the Lord or use it for ourselves, right um, either way, it will still grow fruits, right. The only difference there is a difference right The difference is whether the fruits will become lasting fruits for his kingdom or just be um fruits la, you know fruits um that will not last right and and if our focus of our investment in our in our talents and everything right is for our own interests then they will not build the kingdom of God. Um, Where where is our focus with the talents that we have in our life, with the giftings that we have in our life? Um, Is it for the Lord? Is it for His kingdom? Are we doing it because of Him? Or are we doing it because our cell leader says we must do it? Right. Are we doing it because other people are looking at us, and so we want to do it, right? Or are we doing it because we think we are, you know, we think we are are better, we are more talented than the person who is doing it right now, right? So, uh, yeah, I want to take over because I think I can do a better job, right? Um, for myself, when we talk about the worship team, right? Okay, another question. When do you think I started first in the worship team? Not arranging to- uh, Not arranging chairs. Yeah. Yeah, not washing toilets. I-, I washed toilets before, but not in church. It's work. Right. Okay, so my first assignment for the worship team was to gulong cable <laughs> you know as gulong cable yeah you know like last time when we were in uh, in, uh, in center point um, because we were sharing it was it, it was a cafe and also a church so on Sundays it becomes a church but uh, on other days of the week it is a cafe and we opened the partition so that uh, you know, the cafe has the windows um, and, and the use of the windows. So every time at the end of the uh, of the service, we need to pack up, you know, all the chairs, pack up to one side uh, and all the instruments to one side, all the cables. So my first job in the worship team was to gulung cable, right? Uh, segala cable, uh, right? Now Nowadays, uh, the cables are just like left here, right? But in those days, all the cables uh, for the guitar, for the instruments, for the mic. Uh, at the end of it, you have to gulong la right? And not sebarang sebarang gulong you know. So you gulong cable like, alright? <laughs> <There>, oh. Ada. <laughs> <laughs> right. And this one from another Sifu. right? Not not Philip, uh, but another one who taught us, right? So there's one way of doing it. One you go one way and then you go another way, right? So that. When you throw it, throw the cable down, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, come into a knot, right? So, so that was the work, right? Gulung tigar, eh, gulung. Belum lagi, tidak, tidak, tidak gulung Gulung cable, gulung cable. Gulung cable. That was the job, right? And it went on for months, I remember, months, right? And there was a slight upgrade after that. I, I went to to do mixer, right? Didn't know what to do la, right? But to say just make sure there's no feedback, la, okay. Mixer. Um and and uh and but and, and at that time, right, I didn't know how to play the guitar and things like that, lah, right? So uh, because I played since I was young, ma, right? And look at those worship leader and those playing, right, like mm, okay la. you know, like I can play better than them, right? Uh, Yeah. Um, You know, I probably could sing better than them. Um, But this is my job, gulung tikka. Eh, gulung cable. Gulung cable and just packing up, right? Packing up. Um, But really, that also was a lesson for me because it's not about ability it's not about your that you're better than the worship leader or the guitarist but it's about um, where your heart is and what is your focus right Um, because we can have the best ability in the world right we can calculate uh, we can count um, you know without a calculator right but if you're not doing it for the Lord then it is wasted. Um, If we just want to do it because we want to show that we are better than someone else at doing it, then it is wasted. You can be the best guitarist or the best singer or the best dancer, the best uh, speaker, orator. Um, You can be the best in all that you do. But if your heart and your desire is not for the Lord, then it is wasted. Right, um, and and so, and so in is the same for each and every one of us. Right, um, where is the focus of our investment for each talent that we bring? Is it for the Lord, or is it for our own self-interest? Because we want to show that we are good. Because we want to show other people that we have. Um, ability, that we have a use in the church. If if it is because of that, then it is not for the Lord, and if it's not for the Lord, then it will not produce fruits, right? Um, why, why are we doing what we are doing in the church, in our ministry, uh, in the work that we are working in? Is it because of our own self-interest or is it because of the Lord? It's not about our ability, but it is about our heart. Remember Christmas when Reverend uh, Reverend Roy was sharing about uh, the the gifts that the the wise men brought, right, to the King, the King of Kings, which is Jesus. Jesus is the King of Kings, right, and he he is the one who has everything. and, and, you know, just now when we gave a time and offering, we made that declaration, right, that yours is, yeah, and all things come from you, right? And of your own do we give you, right? So all that we have that is valuable, our talents, our character, our wisdom, our leadership, everything comes from the Lord. So, like uh, what we what we recall in in that story of the, the the wise man, when you bring your gifts to the king of kings, what can you give that can match what he has already have, right? He's God has everything. He's the creator of all things, right? And everything is from him. What can we give him that he doesn't? already have so it is not about the amount of our talent, the amount of our gifting but it is about our heart what is our heart attitude when we bring to the Lord whether it is small or big what is our desire is it just to please ourselves? is it just to pat ourselves and say well done or is it for the Lord and say, Lord, I'm doing this for you. I'm giving because of you. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm investing my time, my effort, my heart for you, for you. Right? And I believe that when we do that, when that is the focus of our desire, that it will contribute to the kingdom of God, it will bless the kingdom of God. When we are faithful with what the Lord has given to us, um, we will be entrusted with greater responsibilities and assignment for His kingdom. Now, this um, this passage about the parables is not only in the book of Matthew, but is also in Luke. Right? It's slightly different, but uh, but there are some uh, there are some simil- there are similarities as well. Now. Um, in the in the in the parable in Luke, when the servants return to the master and say, "This is what uh, I have invested, and this is the return from my investment," right? Um, the master congratulates them, and he he says that you have been faithful in little things, and now take uh, authority over cities. Over cities, right? So, uh, whereas uh, uh, whereas in uh, in in Matthew, it was not so specific, uh, What what they are being given uh, responsibility over, but in any case, in either of it, uh, in in both of these stories, uh, there is a there is a greater assignment that the Lord uh, gave to them who, to those who were faithful with what He has given to them. Right, and in the same way, in our own lives, when we are faithful with what the Lord has given to us, um, when we use it to bless Him, when we use it to contribute to His kingdom, um, the Lord will give us greater responsibilities and assignments for His kingdom. Last week we talked about um, 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 enlarging, enlarging our tent, right, stretching stretching uh, our curtains right and lengthening the cords and strengthening uh, the stake right we we're, we're looking at the vision of growing a bigger for the lord growing his kingdom uh, growing the church that is the lord's desire for us that is his heart for us that is his vision for us right but it requires for us to be faithful with what we have right now no matter whether it's small or whether it's big, we need to be faithful. We need to say, Lord, this is what you have given to me in my hand right now, and I see it, and and I want to be faithful with it. I want to invest it into your kingdom so that your kingdom will grow, right? so that your name will be glorified, so that your name will be magnified. Um, and and I believe when we do that, that the Lord will give us greater assignments for us. Right? That is His promise for us. But it begins with us really being faithful with what we have right now. Now, the Lord is not cruel. In this parable, uh, you know, the, the servant was saying, you're a harsh, you're a harsh and cruel master. But the Lord is not cruel and he's not a harsh master. Jesus, right? Uh, And neither is he austere. Uh, In in the passage from Luke, he says he's austere, right? Uh, Penjimat. But God is lavish and God demonstrated his mercy. He is not cruel. Uh, He demonstrated his grace. He demonstrated his lavishness to us. By giving us his only Son Jesus and that is how how much uh, God how, that is how lavish God is with us right And the Lord honors those who are faithful to him. when we are faithful with what the Lord has done has given to us whatever assignment responsibilities that we have whatever talents, whatever gifts that we have, when we are faithful and say, God, I want to use this to bless your kingdom, not build my own kingdom, not serve my own self-interest, but build your kingdom. The Lord is faithful to honour us. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 33, Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And I believe in our own life as well that when our focus is not primarily on what we can gain for ourselves or how we can protect ourselves, but our primary focus is Lord for the Lord's kingdom, for his name, for his glory. Right. When, when our primary focus is to bring others to know the Lord, to bring others to know His salvation and believe that it will truly contribute to His kingdom, bless and bless the Lord and glorify His name, right. and the Lord will honour us for our work. Right. So I hope that whatever you have in your life, don't look at it as small, If it is small, great. Then you can start by arranging chairs like I do and learn to love the little things in your life because in them, the Lord can build your character. If it is great and you're being stretched, don't give up. Don't throw away the assignment. I've seen a lot of my Christian friends who in their moment of weakness, in, in in their moment where they find that it is too much to handle, that they say they they give up. I seldom see them coming back to take up that assignment again. Right. Um, so I always tell my friends if you feel you're stretched, if you feel like you just don't have the time anymore don't don't let go of don't let go of it if you need to just do less right but don't let go of it don't just let go of it because a lot of times if you let go you will not take it back again right so if the assignment is big for you right now if it feels like it challenges Your life, it challenges your commitments in life. Don't let go. If you have to, just reduce, right? but don't let go. Don't let go. But hold on and say, Lord, help me. Help me. I want to be faithful, but I'm weak. Give me your strength. Give me your spirit so that I can be faithful and invest into your kingdom. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word this morning for all of us. In the beginning of the new year, Lord, as we have heard last week, Lord, that your desire for us is for us to be enlarged. Lord, that you have a great vision for this church, for your kingdom, for your name. And Lord, today we are reminded that you have also called us to be faithful with what we have in hand right now. Whether it's our talents, our giftings, all that you have given to us, it is valuable. It can be used to contribute to your kingdom whether it is small or big. What is important to you is our heart, Lord. Whether we are doing it because of our own interests or whether we are doing it for you, for your name. Lord, as we begin this new year, Lord, help us to Commit all that we have that you have given to us and use it to contribute to your kingdom for your name, for your glory.